0: But I think a lot of us forget that there are examples of the liberation that we want behind us in previous generations and previous iterations of history.
1: In this dystopian present, it seems like more and more folks are seriously considering the possibility of a radical new future. The pandemic and the uprisings against police violence and white supremacy have uprooted the status quo. Changes in day-to-day life have spurred more discussions around broad structural changes to American society, like universal health care, universal basic income, and the abolition of prisons and police. Some people have been envisioning new futures for years and decades. They've been doing work within themselves and in their communities to actualize those futures. In this Southside Weekly series, I talked with five folks who have been doing the work of envisioning a new future since before the pandemic. They are artists, abolitionists, designers, and organizers. In these interviews, we don't talk much about the futures they're imagining. Instead, I ask them about what processes and tools they use to envision new futures. Then, based on their input, I've created prompts for you to do to start to think about what new future you want for yourself and your communities. This episode features Benji Hart.
0: Be sure that angles are present at every stage of motion.
1: Benji Hart is an author, artist, and educator.
0: Sharpen your knife. Power can be practiced.
1: A lot of my work
0: across those fields, I see as devoted to Black liberation and trans and queer liberation, uh, and seeing police, prison, and military abolition as central to all of those as necessary.
1: They're currently working on a piece of art called The World After This One. The piece uses movement and spoken word to examine the ways Black people have historically used materials of the present to imagine liberated futures.
0: Uh, Even when the materials of the present are a source of Black oppression, harm, and uh, degradation under current orders, Black people have this long tradition and special gift of using toxic materials to imagine liberated futures.
1: During our interview, Benji emphasized how looking at the past and the present can be a tool for envisioning the future you want to live in.
0: But I think a lot of us forget that there are examples of the liberation that we want behind us in previous generations and previous iterations of history.
1: Particularly as a Black, queer, gender nonconforming person, Benji knows that there's a narrative that folks like them have always been unsafe and have always been the target of violence. And Benji knows that narrative is not true. As
0: an African-descended queer person and gender nonconforming person, I think so much about actually returning to other practices, other moments, and other times in history uh, when my people and my ancestors were living in balance in a different kind of way than they have been are under colonization, under white supremacy, under global capitalism. In my own line, in my own ancestry, in my own history, there are times that we were revered, we were safe, we were protected and valued and validated as who we were. And many of those times, if not most of those times, predate colonization, predate imperialism and empire and global capitalism. liberation is not alien. It's not something that's never happened or never existed before. It's something we're returning to.
1: I asked Benji in what ways they connect to the past. For them, cultivating stillness in the world is essential to connecting with their ancestors.
0: Quieting the world around you and the voices in your own head and just kind of listening to your gut, listening to the the compass of your own body, of your own inner self, is maybe the primary way that i sort of connect with the technology of my ancestors some people call that prayer some people call that meditation for me i call that listening to my ancestors and and receiving their messages
1: so looking to and connecting with the past however you choose to do it can be a tool to envisioning new futures remembering that liberation existed before capitalism imperialism and colonialism reminds us that it is possible and can be attained because it's already existed. And what about the present? What can we take from the present to build new futures? Benji believes that the things that bring you joy are your paths to liberation.
0: Where's the actual joy happening? Where is that feeling of deep rootedness and celebration and connectivity coming from? And that's the feeling I'm gonna to follow to actually figure out what methods and what pathway towards liberation are most resonant for me.
1: By examining what things in your life bring you joy, you can seek out more of those joy-giving things. And you can also choose to step away from the things that don't bring you joy.
0: This space, uh, this method, this activity is not bringing me the joy that I want to feel. And that's a sign to me that it's not actually taking me in the direction of liberation.
1: So, listener, let's breathe for a moment. If you can, take a deep breath in, then hold that breath for three seconds, and then exhale for three seconds. From Benji's interview, I've created two prompts for you. The first, what brings you joy? Southside Weekly shared this prompt on social media and with members of our community. Tina Jackson said, my joy comes from seeing my family faces light up once they are gifted a special present or surprise from me. Also knowing my family is well taken care of brings me joy. Tina shared the prompt with her niece and sister. Her niece, Letitia Williams, said this about what brings her joy. My bills being paid, seeing my credit score go up, food, family, my faith, music, love, and good sleep. Tina's sister, Shirley Harris, said, going on another day brings me joy. Listener, what brings you joy? What brings you joy deep in your bones? Benji's interview also encourages us to connect with our ancestors. Do you pray or meditate? Perhaps you've built an altar to your ancestors. How do you connect with your ancestors? Southside Weekly also shared this prompt, and Jenea Crevier called in to the Southside Weekly radio hotline to share her response. Among other things, Jenea recognized how queer people, Black queer people, and Black women were instrumental in introducing ancestral healing practices into her life. For Jenea, connecting with ancestors also means renouncing the colonial practices they were a part of.
2: I have like a French-Canadian colonizer lineage and developing practices of renouncing them and what they did and what they did to this land that I now live
1: on. Part of Janae's journey to connecting with her ancestors began when her grandmother passed away three years ago. She says that going through the things her grandmother and grandfather left behind connected her with them.
2: They had a lot of things. And so just going through those things and uh, that process has really connected me with her in the way that I learned. And I'm learning so much from, I wear clothing all the time. She and I were almost the same size. The last thing I want to say. Another way that I can connect with my ancestors and that I really enjoy exploring is making choices on my own behalf. um, Especially in areas where I knew my ancestors were not able to or were not willing to. And living those choices with purpose, with intention, so much gratitude. And in communication with those who came before me, whether they would smile on me or recoil at me, you know, holding them and what our communication has to teach me in acceptance and in love.
1: This episode is part of a series on envisioning new worlds. There are five short episodes total, so I encourage you to listen to all of them. You can read the accompanying print piece at southsideweekly.com. Want to share your thoughts on the interviews or the prompts? Call or text 331-308-0773. That number again is 331-308-0773.